Hello everyone, this is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Nez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This is episode 10, Bionic Commando, specifically the 2009 3D version. I don't know what that pause was, but I'm keeping it in. And this is a sequel to the first game, I believe, taking place 10 years after that one. You play as... Nathan Rad Spencer, and he talks like this, sort of. Uh, he's real cool and edgy. He's got dreadlocks, and he likes to swear a lot, and he's so angry and angsty, and oh yeah. Um, if you can't already tell, I'm not a huge fan of Spencer. I think he's a very unlikable character. Every time he opened his mouth, I wish he would shut up. I wasn't a fan of the voice acting, and I later found out that he was voiced by the lead singer of Faith No More, I believe, Mike Patton, which is a band I have no experience with. I've never really listened to them. I know of them, but I don't have any history with them. And I don't know if Mike has history voice acting. If he does, he didn't use it here. I think he, he was such an excruciating character to listen to. But thankfully... You don't have to pay attention because the story is pretty worthless. I turned it off almost, not immediately, but maybe like a half hour in. I was like, okay, I've I've given this a shot. I'm not interested in any of this. It is all pretty boring with a lot of nonsense being thrown at me. There's a lot of text in the game to read Where when you get to these little, like, not beacons, but they're these big machine type things that you hack into to turn off minefields so you can progress in a level they'll also have little bits of information in them but sometimes they can be a lot of bits and I just found none of it to be worthwhile I read a good chunk of them and then said to myself well I've gotten nothing out of reading these at this point I'm not going to continue reading them because they're long sometimes and it's just killing the momentum of the game and I think the game is actually fun for the most part there are frustrating moments and the swinging can be frustrating but overall i was surprised by how much i enjoyed the combat and how good it could be and feel at times it's definitely rough around the edges and i could see a sequel if they ever tried to tackle this type of gameplay and everything being really good if they could refine it it could be something really special but of course there was never another bionic commando 3d version but i i really like the combat because they do a lot of things that streamline it and, and make it flow a lot better like not having to reload your weapons which i appreciate when you're trying to be more arcadey and fast-paced if you're not going for super realism it's okay if you don't have to reload your weapons, it's fine. And while I think using your arm to swing around can be really finicky, using it in combat is a lot of fun, especially jumping up and smashing enemies. So you will latch onto them, then you jump up, and then you press the jump button again, and you zip towards them, and you kick them in the face. And you can chain this for a while. One of my favorite things to do was finding a group of enemies and then jumping to one, and hitting them two or three times depending on the type of enemy to kill them then going to another one and just chaining these grapple attacks and 
it, it made me feel like a badass. I was just going around, zipping around all over the place and smashing all these people. And they, I imagine, would be freaking out uh, being in that situation. Just having this crazy person zipping all over the place and jumping up in the air. And I like being able to pick up items and whip them at people. Though the frustrating thing about stuff like that, the, the abilities you have with your arm, is that they unlock over time. And the excuse the game uses is that you just didn't feel like using it, I think. I think that was what the case was. It was a really weird excuse, and I'm not sure if that was exactly what it was, but I remember getting these tutorials that open up these abilities, and it just seemed like, really? That that was why I couldn't use this? Because you just you didn't feel like doing it before? It's like, oh, now I can do this because I should maybe do this. But in addition to the various combat uses you get out of the arm, you also use it to swing around and traverse the world. And that can feel good if you get into a nice groove. But I never really got a grasp on the speed of the swinging. Because it, it's not a steady speed. You, you build up. So when you're back and then the momentum when you're swinging down, it speeds up a lot quicker than I expected. And... I never quite got a handle on how fast it sped up. But there would be times where I would swing around and land every hook and grab and swing and all that jazz. It would feel really good and I'd be like, oh, this game feels great. And then I'd hit another moment where you have to traverse these minefields in the sky and I'd be doing well, but then I'd miss one for some reason. Some one of the things that's really annoying about the arm is that I, I feel like the range of the arm is inconsistent in how far you can be away from an item to uh, or an object to grapple onto it. Because there would be times when I'm in these minefields and I thought I was close enough, but it didn't work. And then I would have to start over from the beginning. The, the checkpointing is decent for the most part, but sometimes the checkpointing could be a little bit annoying. But Navigating through those minefields could be a real pain in the ass because you could be in a groove and then something happens whether you are going so fast that you overshoot the closest one to you and you don't quite make it to the next one and then you're just in between the two and you can't grab onto either of them and there's nothing else to grab onto because you're just over open water and then you land in the water, you can't grapple up to anything and you're going to drown because your arm's heavy and you're going to drown whenever you're in the water. And that would be very frustrating. You have to try and find the sweet spot of both the right amount of momentum and speed and letting go at the right time so that you don't go too far up or, or too far forward and, and all that kind of stuff. And it, it became really annoying when you'd have these situations where failing meant dying and restarting. Whereas if you're navigating through these forest areas or the cities and you fall to the ground you can still pick yourself back up and start over and just continue from where you fell it's not instant death but in these platforming specific situations it's instant death if you fail if you make one little mistake and, and that became pretty annoying there are also some boss fights in the game that 
can be frustrating some enemies that require you to get behind them and attack them from the back which are okay to deal with once you learn the ability to pick up objects and whip them at people but you don't get that right away and it was especially frustrating because at a point in the game all these objects started glowing and I'm like well I feel like I'm probably gonna be able to pick these up and do something with them but I can't do anything with them right now but they're still glowing so it's just shoving this in my face that you'll be able to do something at some point just not right now but those enemies were frustrating initially because they don't really take any damage when you just attack them head-on uh, the, the, the gunplay feels okay in large part because the aim assist is very generous you don't have to be a sharpshooter to hit an enemy you just have to be within the general vicinity of them and there is melee combat which does a fair amount of damage but usually leaves you open for a lot of enemy attacks and damage and if you miss then they'll hit you with their electric rod which really hurts you and then you can die and that can become uh, annoying but I, I I do think there's something there that could be refined and made into something really special Bionic Commando 2009 is a solid 6 out of 10 but I think there's something in the game that could be chiseled away at and sculpted into an 8 and 9. I, I think there's something there because the combat and the way it uses the arm is fun. Swinging when it works feels really good and I think there could be more done to that to make it feel better but maybe that is how Just Cause 4 feels. I don't know. I haven't played that. I haven't played Just Cause 3 that much either. Maybe Just Cause that series is a realization of Bionic Commando. I don't know. Maybe it is because when I'm thinking about it now, there are not a lot of similarities, but there are more than I thought that any game would have with Bionic Commando. But I, I was pleasantly surprised, even though I didn't love Bionic Commando, I was pleasantly surprised by it despite some of the annoyances I had. And I got annoyed during a few sections with the platforming and swinging these minefields and whatnot. A few of the bosses upset me, but then it became clear that there are easy ways to get around them. There's this giant metal worm thing that you fight that its second wave of attacks includes this like energy pulse that it shoots down and then circles out from its body that if you get hit once, the recovery takes too long for you to start jumping out of the way so that you'll get hit a second time and die. But if you just grapple onto one of the trees, you'll be fine and you can just stay up there. I was sure that doing that would lead to the trees being destroyed or something because it just felt like the cheapest, easiest way to get around that attack. But it worked. Funny thing about that boss fight, when you die the first time and reload it, the audio is a little bit different. Super Joe, who is your, your boss, I guess, in this story until he turns on you and is revealed to be a piece of crap and tells you about how your wife is your bionic arm and all that nonsense and, and the first time you play through it he says something along the lines of well you're just gonna have to fight it and then the second time he says you're just gonna have to fuck it spencer there's no way out you'll just have to fuck it um and spencer responds with uh and i responded with the same 
Uh, what did I just hear? Did I seriously just hear Joe say, just fuck it? Hey, that can't be right. There's no way that happened. But then I went back and watched the video and listened. And he sure enough said that. And then I Googled it. And people also saw it. And it is one of the weirdest, I guess, Easter eggs in any game I've played in a while. And it makes me say to anyone who is interested in playing this game, when you get to that boss, just fail the first time. Even if you're doing really well and you already know how to beat it, just do it because it's it's such a weird thing. But part of the weirdness and the, I guess, joy of that moment was the surprise of it, of not expecting the game to change its audio. And of all things, for it to go from, you're just going to have to fight it, to you're just going to have to fuck it. And especially what, what made it work more was Spencer's reaction. Even though prior to that dialogue spencer has a self-aware stupid response to the boss fight when the health bar shows up he's like is that a long health bar or are you just happy to see me oh stupid line i hate that line so much and i fought that boss a handful of times and every time he said that i couldn't skip through it i, I really wanted to just punch him in the face i hate i hate spencer so much he's a terrible terrible character but bionic man was more fun than i expected it's not a great game but it's a good game and it's a game i think is worth checking out because there are plenty of moments in the game where i felt like a badass and plenty of moments where i was just having fun with the game regardless of the fact that the story is absolute garbage and at times it can be frustrating it still has a lot of good moments and that's despite the fact too that there aren't a lot of weapons in your arsenal you have your basic pistol throughout you have your arm and then you get some special weapons every now and again that are dropped down in pods like a grenade launcher, heavy machine gun, a rocket launcher, and maybe one other thing like a, an auto shotgun. But it's a pretty simple game gameplay wise. Once you get your abilities, the ability to throw both, you can throw other enemies at other enemies, which is always fun. I love throwing people at people. That's something that never gets old but you get most of your abilities and weapons pretty early on and then you get to just play around in this world and have fun it also doesn't look too bad for being an almost 10 year old game at this point it doesn't look too bad for the most part it ran well a few times it chugged and there is quite a bit of screen tearing but it ran well i played it on xbox 360 and yeah it was something i'm happy i played I don't regret it at all. I, I liked it. I didn't love it, you know, but I enjoyed my time with it. So if you want to check it out, it's on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 PC as well. But I, I would recommend checking it out if it seemed interesting to you at the time or if you look at it and think, huh, this looks like it could be fun. Give it a go. So that will do it for this episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am your host, Mark Cusinez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Sausage podcast, which are both available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out both shows in video form, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. I highly recommend watching if you're not already doing so 
the video version of Attack the Backlog because then you get to see the game in action and you don't just have to listen to me ramble and ramble on about it. If you like art and want to check out some of my art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out there. If you see something you like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, from the podcast to the videos to the art, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away. And as always, thank you for watching or listening if you're a listener. I forget to thank the listeners too, but if you only listen to the show, thank you too. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Spencer, there's no way out. You'll just have to fuck it. Um, 